Jessica. Joseph. The the way you handle that <laughs> recorder over there is like yeah, it's like you have a baseball bat or something in your hand. You got to be more gentle with that thing. It's got all kinds of. Are you trying wars. to say that my touch is not soft? You're going to tear it up. It's got cords. I mean, you literally think I'm going to tear everything up. I mean, I touch your computer and you're like, it's going to get a virus. That is another thing. You changed the password on my computer. I did. First of all. <laughs> Why even, would you do that? I don't that? even know how to change the password on your computer. Why are you blaming that on me? It had been one thing the whole entire existence of that computer. Entire? And then the, That's not the, even a word. Just all of a sudden... It's a, a different password. And I'm like, hey, do you know what the password to the computer is? What? How did it change? And you're like, I've got it on my phone. <laughs> but I, did, I didn't change it. I just noted it when I logged in so I could remember it. I'm going to need you to start respecting my gadgets. <laughs> respecting my, my electronics, please. I mean, you're ridiculous. Quit treating them like they're softball equipment. Ridiculous. We have got a, a guest today, y'all. We do. That Jesse has talked back and forth with. How long have you been talking with Miss Kelly Wyman? Wyman. Wyman. Uh, Miss Wyman. Back and forth on Instagram. Um, I mean, since our podcast started, I guess. I don't know. Was that about nine months? Yeah. Kelly is straight out of. Flahida. Wow. Miss Kelly, introduce yourself. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Kelly. Um I live in Florida. Right. And um so it's kinda I live in between Jacksonville and Gainesville, pretty much right in the middle. Um real small town. Um basically we had one red light till I was in high school. So nice. that just tells you how small my town is. So what is um, the name of the actual town? She might not want to it's, tell it. Oh, no, it's fine. It's Keystone Heights. Keystone Heights. Wow, that yeah. sounds like... It sounds like a horror movie. Or, <laughs> Wasn't there a beer oh, called Keystone? Yeah. Well, we do have... Um, I grew up um, at Crystal Lake, and there is a Camp Crystal Lake. On there you go. Lake. Nice. There, there you go. go. Yep. Camp so Crystal Friday Lake. Friday the 13th was always a little, little sketchy. <laughs> there, there you go. That's a little interesting fact there. Yeah, that would creep me out. So born and raised in Keystone, Florida, and you're still down there to this day, right? Yep, still here. Yep. Well, well, there you go. What uh, what about for work? What do you, what do you do? You ain't got to tell where you work or anything, but just what do you do? Yeah, um, I work for a major university health um system, and I work in billing. So, okay. Yeah. Nice medical right. medical billing. Yeah. Good mm -hmm. deal. Nice. Well, yep. And uh, go Gators! I'm a huge oh, Gators football fan. Right. <laughs> Married. <laughs> Matt, we're just gonna skip. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore that because normally <laughs> you're you're not you're not here for me to cover your mouth or to jerk your hair or something. Normally I just hit stop on the record. Uh, so you married your high school sweetheart down there yep. in Keystone, Florida. Keystone yep. Heights. Yeah, Keystone Heights. Keystone Heights. It's a fancy. Yeah, bougie. It's bougie Keystone, there not like the beer. <laughs> Yeah, that's my daughter's favorite word, bougie. She says it all the time. Does she? <laughs> so does Joseph. Maybe maybe the two of them would get along real well. Yeah, probably so. So, so how did you how did you come across talking with Jesse or the Off the Elevator podcast? What so Jesse runs our social media and we have very little social media, but what she does do is pretty crisp. I would I would say <laughs> What she does do is pretty cool. You do, you I, do. I will have to admit, I didn't know anything about Instagram until right. off the elevator. So right. until like nine months ago, I knew nothing about Instagram. Hey, hey, I did my first Instagram live this morning for Red Blooded Outdoors. Well, I feel some kind of way about the fact that you can't like watch that. Well, you can, but I chose not to save it because I feel, <laughs> I feel if you're a fan, if you are a follower of Red Blooded Outdoors, you watch it, and you don't worry about going back and looking for it. You are ridiculous. Keep, keep on going. <laughs> Kelly is waiting on us. I'm tired of you today already. So, so ha what what led you to to reaching out, saying what's up? I mean, I really don't know. I I remember Jesse saying, "Hey, this 
this lady Kelly messaged me, and I've been talking with her, and so I've I've sort of followed. <laughs> I you feel know. like I feel like it's about to be what what is that? You ever heard that uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Oh, it may. Be. <laughs> I feel I feel like everything we do is like six degrees of three of seven. It, no joke. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So 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 break it down. How how did you start talking with uh, the um, the ridiculous Jesse? I'm trying to remember. Um, I know like. Um, well, I've followed three of seven and all them for a while. Um, so I think like maybe somebody shared uh, the off the elevator um, Instagram page, and so I was they're like, "Oh, go follow." So I just went, you know, to see what it was about, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool," because I was still like fairly new, you know, my sobriety was still kind of in, eh, and I was like, oh, "Okay, so um, this might be a good page for me to follow." So I think I just commented on like one of the posts or like. One of the podcasts that I listened to, I commented um, on Instagram that, you know, I, it helped me a lot. And I think uh, maybe that's how we got started. Okay. Um, so. Well, well, cool there. Well, since you mis- mentioned your sobriety, why don't mm-hmm. you tell the, the, the people a little bit about what it, what sobriety you're actually talking about? What what, what was going on with Miss Kelly? Okay. So, um, basically... Um, it's from, from alcohol. So I decided that, um, you know, finally decided that my relationship with alcohol is very unhealthy. Um, and it was time to, to make a change with that. And, um, that was, it's been a rough road, but, but right. it's, it's been good. So, um, you know, as of today, I can honestly say it's been like, the best decision hands down that you know i ever decided to do was to was to ditch the booze right. so um so so when when um when when did you start drinking was it your teenage years younger than that was it uh, so i had my first drink when i was like 12 or 13 at like mm-hmm. a family function it was like oh here just have a little margarita and like i remember it Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it wasn't like didn't create a problem then, but I do remember it. And then when I was about fifteen or sixteen, um, a fan, another family member, gave me um, like a couple Coronas, and that was like the point. That that was it. Right. I was like, oh, I like mm-hmm. I like this. Like this is good. Like I vividly remember that. Mm-hmm. So um, then it just kind of, you know, took off from there. Just typical like teenage stuff sitting in you know with everybody um just trying to find my place you know so and then it just kind of escalated right. um especially like when i'm 19 or 20 it became very regular right how old are you now kelly i'm 37 37 yeah so up until you said your sobriety began in november of 2020 right Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, from so would you say roughly sixteen, seventeen is when yeah. you started drinking heavily? I mean, was it pretty quick after those first couple of Coronas, or what, um, what was the process like? You know, that you can yeah. remember or even see that there was a process. Because, like for me myself, I only seen the process once I got sober and started mm-hmm. looking back and thinking mm-hmm. about right. it. Yeah, and that's kind of, yeah, oh yeah, it's complete sense, because that's kind of like what I've been going through, like the last um, seven or eight months, it's been a lot more like, you know, coming back to me, more more thought put into it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say it was pretty, you know, off and on, um, like, I was probably 19, 20, 21, um, became more you know regular more weekends you know that kind of thing but it wasn't like i didn't see it as like any kind of problem you know it was Mm -hmm. like everybody's doing it um it's definitely not something i thought about you know during the weeks or days or nothing like that it was just like oh it's friday it's saturday you know and if we could get it good if not then you know it wasn't a big deal but um i'd say i had my son when i was 22 um then after i had him we kind of met up with like our old high school group of friends Mm -hmm. and that's when it really just took off from there um 
it so became it, it was a, a social thing t- yes, initially yeah very yeah yeah very mm-hmm. social um you know not it wasn't even a whole lot of whole lot of drinking very much and my husband he you know he could take it or leave it he was never like a huge drinker mm-hmm. he's one of those like annoying people that like you go out to dinner and you <laughs> have one drink. drink on the table it's weird and you're like you're not gonna drink that like i will talk it right now before <laughs> you know what i mean so, yeah for sure um, yeah so it was definitely like more more me and um so and then with our friends it just everything you know it was football games on saturdays it was lake days on saturday and mm-hmm. sundays and you know the the more years went by you know it definitely became much more like regular all weekend you know from friday nights to sunday night mm-hmm. you know um early in the you know from noon on saturday and then the times just got earlier and earlier and earlier till nine ten o'clock at night you know or mm-hmm. whenever the night ended so uh towards the end it was it was a really really out of hand um for me and i never really expressed it you know like my husband didn't really didn't even know that i felt the way i felt like i had a problem um till you know i really vocalized it and decided that maybe this isn't you know helping me at all because towards the end it was more like um like anxiety it was helping me i thought it was helping me more with my anxiety that kind of stuff so i definitely was using it more as like coping mechanism mm-hmm. than as like any kind of like social um drinking right if so, that makes sense <laughs> yeah did you have any um active addiction in your family in when you were growing up um i mean like growing up there was like alcohol in my house but mm-hmm. it was not anything major you know like um my dad would drink a beer every great now and again and it wasn't anything um that i even really thought about you know but Mm -hmm. i do have um alcoholism in both sides um of my family my mom and my dad's side um so it's it's definitely there um so my question to you is you know for me um and i can you know i speak for me i don't um i knew that it was there and and I always you know so when I had the thought I'm like oh it's not you know I'm good I'm good I'm totally not like that right like totally mm-hmm. not like that like you know I'm sitting here thinking if I you know when it, when I started drinking and I, if I was drink just drink on the weekends it's fine it's yeah. totally fine and yeah. um, I don't you know and my my father was a binge drinker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was different than me so he would be I mean he would go like. When he would go on a bender, it would be days, just right. mm-hmm. days, and then he would go months without drinking. Yeah, you know, and he's you know, if you always have this perception of what you think the disease looks like, right? Yeah. Like you know, or you should be, you should be someone that drinks every day, or you should be someone who binge drink. I mean, like all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I can remember thinking, you know, oh, and I knew it was there, but I'm all like, yeah, I think I got this thing beat. So. You know? So yeah, yeah. It, correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly. Did it pretty much so throughout the what, fifteen to seventeen year time span there? Oh yeah. Did it did it yeah. just pretty much stay on the weekends? You know, socially. Um. So we okay. So we had like you know a real big group of friends, and you know they, we were more like family, you know, mm-hmm. than than friends. And right. our kids were growing up together, and you know it was just we met every weekend and you know sometimes during the week and it's just you know that was like our normal and mm-hmm. around i don't i don't know 20 2017 2018 um you know we kind of all just went separate our separate ways in a way um you know we were all just kind of at different points in our lives and um we weren't hanging out as much and i think that was when i really started noticing that maybe you know I'm not drinking just socially, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we're, we're not going over to their house anymore. We're not going to the lake anymore. We're not going to watch football games. And then it just kind of turned into like me just like needing it almost, right. you know, like, like Friday, Oh, it's Friday. Like, Oh, it is Friday. I can't wait to get home and, you know, and have a drink. So, right. 
um I, and then I, I kind of started noticing that but I kind of just you know <laughs> put, put it away and because definitely towards the end it was more like Thursday night and then Friday night Saturday Sunday mm-hmm. and then I would you know would of course feel like crud for like all all day Monday right. and then Tuesday I would feel good and then I'd start the process all over again um so it was just complete insanity now I completely understand what people mean when they say that um it it was just it was just never um this the cycle I just couldn't get out of it and then I listened to um a podcast one day I don't even remember what it was but they um started talking because uh she started telling her story and it was I don't even know how I stumbled upon it, but she started talking about how, you know, basically when she starts drinking, she can't stop. And mm-hmm. like one, like who can have one drink? There's just no, that wasn't even in my vocabulary. It was like, um, you know, that saying one drink is too many and 12 is never enough. Well, mm-hmm. that's right. totally, totally me. So, um, and then she started talking more and I was like, oh, wow, that's like, totally me like I can relate to exactly what she's saying Mm -hmm. and then that was like all it took for me to really be like you know maybe there's something to this and I mean but that was very early that was like 2019 maybe Mm -hmm. um and so then after that I just kind of like really started evaluating and tried to like cut back you know um but that was that was really difficult because when you're like, oh, I'm just going to go 30 days without drinking or like a weekend. I remember in the beginning, I was like, I'm just going to go a weekend. I can go a weekend. And then Friday like night, you're like in tears because you just want like, like this is not normal. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, I think when I really, really started to examine it, like this is not healthy. Yeah. I need to I, I got a, something. I got a question for both of y'all. Okay. Okay. So, like when she said they was at the restaurant and somebody would, her husband, I believe you said, would drink a beer, one beer or something, and wouldn't finish it, and you'd be like, "You gonna drink that?" How many, how many times was you at a gathering or at your house or at the barn at the beer cooler, and somebody be like, "Well, it's time to go," or I'd holler, and you'd be like, "No, cuz, there's <laughs> a ton of stuff still left here to drink." Like, why, why would you leave? Why like, would, who leaves for the yeah. booze is gone? You know, I remember <laughs> yeah. making the excuse one time there was five beers left in the cooler. And uh, I can't remember who was with me, and we, but I remember we was at the barn. And uh, he's like, well, I'm going to head on home. And I was like, you going to make me drink all five of these beers by myself? <laughs> you know, it's like 11 or 12 o'clock uh-huh. at night. And he's like, man, I got to go. Yeah. We got to work tomorrow. And I was like. I'm not letting these beers roll, roll over to the next day. Yeah. I said yeah. if I said if I let these beers ride around in this cooler, they're gonna beat the paint off of each other and that paint's gonna get in the water. So and I'm not gonna drink the beer out of a you know, with with paint chips on top of it. That's the most ridiculous thing I, I ever heard. I, when she was telling that story, that, that memory come to my mind. That I, wow. I, ain't, I ain't drinking That's no paint funny. chip beer. So I, I mean, can y'all remember? You know, if you got just a brief story or some a thought like that, because um, that hit me in the mouth, Kelly. I was like, yeah. "Whoa!" I don't, I don't know that I have anything specific. Yeah. Um. About, I don't think I actually noticed other people drinking until I stopped drinking. Yeah. Because my focus is always on me. Right. Like it didn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, mm-hmm. how how empty is my glass? How am I gonna, you know, is it time for another? I mean, I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know that I ever even acknowledged, other than saying, I'm going to the bar or flag the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, do you need mm-hmm. another? Yeah. But I don't think it ever even, like, I don't know. I don't think I ever even cared. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for me. Wait. Oh wait. no. It, for me, it was, in fact, me and we were just talking about this the other day because uh, it would be around like 11, 11.30, you know, my husband's like, we, he's like, I'm ready to go, you know, like we need to go. And I would 
I would fight so much, so many times about like, no, we can't leave yet. It's not, you know, we can't go. And like, we have like our kids and, you know, and he's like, he's like, I'm ready to go. And I would always just be so irritated that it was like 1130 at night and we have our kids out and everything. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, we have to go home. Like, come on, like, come on, (laughs) you know? And, um, cause he, he was always especially towards the end for him when we were still hanging out with our friends it just was not fun it wasn't fun for him Mm -hmm. and he mainly just went um i mean of course to see our friends but you know it wasn't about the partying or the drinking for him for sure i didn't brought up i didn't brought up more memories miss kelly wow this is about her story not about yours (laughs) you know it's been a while since we had a guest i know just chill out some other write it down so you don't forget and why am i calling her miss kelly (laughs) i don't know she's not a kindergarten teacher Oh, my gosh. Kelly, so I was wondering, you know, I, I mean, you and I have obviously chatted a little, so I, I have, a, you know, a little bit of knowledge on, on kind of your process. But mm-hmm. when you started realizing that you might have an issue, right, mm-hmm. is that something that you saw in yourself or is that something that someone said to you, your husband or a friend? I mean, is it something that you kept very quiet or is it something that was you know like for me i i I had someone that i loved very much look at me and say you really have a problem and 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 that one person that's what it took you know i wouldn't have heard that from anyone else so Mm -hmm. i mean i for you i mean what was that like when it started becoming apparent um no it was totally it was totally me like i'm I'm the one who had to convince myself that I had the problem. Like my husband never, he never really said anything to me about it. So, because I don't, he didn't know that, you know, I felt the way I felt for a long time. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely me. Like they say, I've heard like the term like reverse intervention. (laughs) I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what I did to myself, you know? And then, um, when I finally decided to like, tell him you know like i'm pretty sure like i have a problem with this and um you know you almost have to, i didn't have to like convince him you know but um i definitely had to like open up more to like tell him you know i definitely feel like mm-hmm. i have a problem with this and um we went to this was like early on and um i was probably like a maybe a month or two sober we went to um to pick up food from a restaurant and we had to wait by the bar and it was like COVID was still going on and everything. So, um, we're standing there and like the bar is packed because of course I live in Florida and what's COVID here. (laughs) So like the bar's packed, the restaurant's packed and, um, they, um, you had to pick your food up at the bar and, I told him like, I stood there for a few minutes and I just, I couldn't handle it. Like the beer Mm -hmm. bottles are clinking and the, it's you know beers flowing and all this and i told him i was like i have to go outside and um i just i couldn't and um so we got in the car and he thought i went outside because i was uncomfortable because there were so many people and it was like mm-hmm. covid was happening and then um i just started like crying and you know i think that was the moment that he kind of like understood that like this is like a problem you know like mm-hmm. a problem for me so that was like a really that was like a really tough moment but um because i didn't even think see that coming you know mm-hmm. what i mean it took me by surprise yeah. um so that, that so was how like, long did you how long did you have the thoughts before you decided you were gonna you were gonna stop drinking and and you know i'm mm-hmm. i'm a segue to that question would be how you stopped right i mean how long were yeah. you tumbling it around before you said you know what i'm just gonna i'm doing this I would say probably like a year at wow. least. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a few months before that, like, um, you know, I was listening to other people's stories. And, um, well, I, I, let me back that up. I didn't like listen to podcasts or anything for a long time before um, when I still, when I had thoughts, like when early on, mm-hmm. um, um, I didn't listen to any of that. So I was, it, I mean, it was probably six months probably before I started listening to other people's stories and like being able to relate because 
I don't know anybody here. Like, there's nobody here who's sober in sobriety. I mean, there was nobody I could go to, you Mm -hmm. know? So I just kind of, like, listened to other people's stories and would go, like, you know, try to go a weekend or, you know, I had really kind of cut back, like, early um, 2019, Mm -hmm. no, 2020, early 2020s. I had, like, really, like, kind of, you know, cut back. and, Mm -hmm. um, And so I'm, like, would try to make like a 30 day stretch you know and um usually by like the second weekend I, I gave in like I can't do this like I you know so then July no June 2020 I'm like okay I'm gonna try to skin and I successfully made it like the whole month you know and I'm like I'm gonna wait till the 4th of July because you know that's like my favorite holiday to, mm-hmm. to just drink all day long so um I made it the 30 days and I got to the 4th of July and I opened a beer and I drank some of it and I was like, you know, this just doesn't even taste that good to me anymore. And, um, I I don't even think I drank the rest of it. And then a few weeks later I had some drinks and then, so it was like maybe once a month after that. Mm -hmm. And, um, once I made it to like November, um, it was after Thanksgiving, I made it through Thanksgiving and then I'm like, I think I just want to have a drink. And that was November 28th, and I looked at my husband, and I was like, no, this just isn't, this isn't worth it or fun or Mm -hmm. nothing. And then that was the last day I had a drink, and, um, I mean, it was hard. It was very, very hard. I I was not happy for months and months and months. Like, Mm -hmm. being sober was not fun for me. Did you share Um, that process with anyone, or were you walking through that by yourself? I... I had one one friend I reached out to um, on Instagram, actually. Um, her name's Jamie, and um, I had heard her on some other pod, a couple other podcasts, because um, I binged them. Like, can can I mention another podcast? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, uh, Recovery Elevator. I love that, and um, Recovery Happy Hour. I love those, but I heard her on those. And, um, so I reached out to her, I was like probably around 30 days and I told her, I said, I'm just so, I'm so angry. Like, when does this go away? Like when, and so we created this like really cool friendship and she lives in New York and we, you know, we still talk and, um, she helped me so much, you know, in the beginning, like anytime it was kind of like a sponsor, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so she's, she's just super cool. And, um, but she was really the only person that I reached out to and she was just encouraging me to like go to meetings and do this and that. And I was just so terrified to do any of that. And, um, yeah, we had a little bit of a conversation about that, about, um, about (laughs) AA and and going to meetings and you Uh and Joe and I talked a little bit about this too early on in, in our sobriety with him being from a town where you know everyone. I know everybody. You know, and <laughs> everybody yeah, knows yeah. me. And everybody knows you. And you go to a, a recovery meeting when is anonymity really mm-hmm. anonymity? Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and the struggle that you have in your mind behind that, um, you know, um, so. I do remember us having that conversation and 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 I kind of wanted you to share how your process cuz I imagine that there's there's a lot of people who are doing mm-hmm. exactly what you did to begin with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who don't know what to do who don't know who to talk to about it you know podcasts I mean let's just be clear <laughs> before that was the thing I mean like you know y- you used the resources you had and that was to mm-hmm. listen to other people right. um right. talk about how they deal with it Um, And then, you know, meet people and talk with them about how they deal with it. And you and I talked a little bit about AA and and what that did for me. Um, But it's, you know, it's powerful when someone says, hey, I I walked through this by myself. Yeah. Well, you know, back to when when you were saying, Kelly, that it was you that that it wasn't particularly somebody that said, hey, you need to maybe look at this. You might have a problem or. You know, you you consciously said, "Okay, I have a problem." What were there any effects in your work life, family life? Now we know your your situation of social. You was hanging out, drinking, uh, mm-hmm. going on there. So for me, you know, I noticed once I noticed 
you know, me and the kids wasn't doing nothing but just sitting around. We wasn't really doing anything. Or if we was, we was rushed to get back home so Daddy could drink. Or right. I mm-hmm. noticed. I noticed that you know I'd feel like crap every day till eleven o'clock and say mm-hmm. I'm not going to drink until. One thirty, and I felt like a million bucks or so. I thought, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "It's all right." It was. Was there any effects of your drinking, you know, going on uh, that made you, you know, because I know you. There was a long period of time there where you were slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, a slow down. My drinking was so high. A slow down yeah. would have probably been, you know, instead of drinking mm-hmm. all that high octane, drinking the same same amount of. Mm-hmm. low alcohol content well, you know they they have some places some stories in the big book that talk about the blue book it the blue book if you will <laughs> that you know when we when drinking no longer serves the purpose that it did right you know mm-hmm. when right. when in, in some cases it happens to people like they can't get they can't get any drunker they can't get more drunk mm-hmm. you know and right. and i can mm-hmm. remember that last night for me i, I bet i went up and down the stairs 15 times i mean it felt yeah. like that like I, I felt like every time i made a drink yeah. it was empty yeah and i made mm-hmm. another drink and it was empty and i made another drink and it and it you know and kelly said you know she drank it and it was just wasn't fun like when it gets to the point where it doesn't have the effect that it always has right you know mm-hmm. you're at the jumping off well, point and that was my other question so it's really a two-part question kelly is did you notice any effects and did that longevity of you you know s- slowing down your drinking did that change the social aspects of it was just all of a sudden you wasn't hanging out anymore as much mm-hmm. as you was and maybe that could be one reason you know she was like how oh, the, the drinking ain't the same i'm not saying it is but it's a possibility well maybe if you stop talking she'll tell us ready <laughs> go <laughs> <laughs> um well i at, like work no it never um, affected my work at all mm-hmm. um, at home um, I mean of course I was up all you know real late the night before usually on the weekends so I didn't want to do much on the weekends mm-hmm. you know it was um, I'd wake up usually pretty late you know late I'd say like 9.30 to 10 I mean that's late for me especially now mm-hmm. but um, and then when I got up I just didn't want to really do anything and um but then it was like, oh, we're going to go to the lake in a few hours. Okay, well, let's let's everybody, let's get together. So, you know, it was more about the drinking, I think, than much of anything else. Yeah, for sure. Um, you got you to gotta plan it out. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> I remember that, for sure. Yeah, everything would revolve around alcohol. Like, And like you said, like, we'd have to hurry up and, and do things so I could get back, you right. know, home to make sure I had time to... Right to do what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. you know so um yeah in the midst of that you had another child too right yeah i have a um well my son is 15 and my daughter uh she's 10 so um yeah um anyway what was the other part of the question sorry it it was you know was was that did your social life slow down to where the fact you wasn't doing the same things oh yeah, yeah yeah in fact um the last like probably i mean we haven't really hung out with our friend like our friend group at all the right. last couple of years it's just i mean we got to the point where we were just sitting home um you know every weekend right. so do husband got do oh, any of your ahead. friends know now um well uh, no not really i mean they may um they don't really uh, I don't go on face. They're more on Facebook. I don't really go on Facebook much, but mm-hmm. um, but I you know I occasionally post a few things on Instagram, and they might see it or they don't, you know. Right. So, um, but and it's not like we have any like animosity. It's not even like anything. We had this huge fallout. It was just we just kind of all went, sure, you know, separate. But I did see one of my one of my friends that I was closer with in our group. Um, at the grocery store a few weeks ago and she was like oh come by and she's like we have some drinks it's like the first thing that people say and i'm just mm-hmm. like oh oh no <laughs> you know so and then i i even mentioned to her i was like well i don't really drink anymore and then she started justifying like you know her own drinking and then i was like well i don't you know 
That, that, that's so <laughs> that's my awkward. Life now, you know? That's yeah, so awkward is. when it yeah. when you when you get in. It's awkward like It's when, like people don't know what to say when I say to them that I don't drink. Yeah, or or like so like a good the majority of the people I know from A being on the three oh seven podcast and this podcast mm-hmm. and other podcasts know that I don't drink anymore. And um mm-hmm. so the I might find myself in the circle of the same old guys and they start talking about drinking and when they make eye t- contact with me you can just see the brakes like they're <laughs> they're pulling uh-huh. the handle yeah. up on that Dukes of Hazard big wheel you know, know. and and, yeah. they're, and they're locking it down and I'm like no dude it's it's totally okay you dude, can say what you got to I say saw, brother I saw this TikTok video and this lady's like it's this little comedy thing and something about you know why are people so weird about it it's like it's like they're not like that like about mayonnaise like you said no i don't like mayonnaise they're like why don't you like mayonnaise you know do you use a little too much mayonnaise i mean like it's no big deal and we had the same conversation the other day i think about normalizing not drinking like not smoking like when someone says i don't smoke you don't look at them and go well why not right yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know but if if someone says i don't drink they're like why don't you drink? Yeah, because you know, yeah, pe- yeah. people just associate the drinking with just having a blast, just having yeah. a good time, cutting up, laughing, pitching a fit, and acting, yeah. a, you know, acting a fool. So that yeah. I, that's pretty. Nobody thinks about that when you say, "Let's have a jar of mayonnaise." <laughs> nothing about that. Nothing about that's it's like, like fun. Yeah, and I, I think now it's like. Um, if if we had to get so drunk all the time to have so much fun, like mm-hmm. was it really that fun? Were we really that good of friends? You know, like I, I, oh, I yeah. question all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I know that if you know, I of course like I miss like the camaraderie of our friendship and all that. But I, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I just know like if we never would have like pulled back from the group like we did, or mm-hmm. um, I just. I, I'm kind of terrified to like even know where where I would be right now. So sure. um, I am I am grateful for for that aspect of of that. So so in in this process of you deciding you're not going to drink, you're um, you know we're we're in COVID, which is weird because me too, right? Uh, it was July mm-hmm. when I 2020 when I stopped. Yeah, and, uh, August for Joseph. Um, what what were you doing right so i know that you like to you know that running is your again that's one of those things another runner i don't know how to deal with that weird people just run for fun (laughs) um you know what what was that process like for you you know because it was you know it was rough it was really rough for me um Um, and trying to figure out how to keep from crawling out of my skin and i mean mm -hmm. i was literally going to meetings every day and Mm -hmm. and i was you know, I had a sponsor, and I was working the steps, and it was still, like, I don't know how I could have, I, I look at it sometimes and say, I don't know how I could have done it had I not had this network of people. And then I meet someone like you who, you know, holy smokes, you have right. you have one person from a podcast. Yeah, I know. Uh, I get that a lot, especially when I did start going to meetings, and I was like, I don't know, I was seven or eight months sober at that time and um i started talking to people and they're just like they're like you are like the ad- i don't even know like how they even classify you because that is just so crazy that you've made it like this far mm-hmm. um i think if i had to just like if if i was still like very heavy into the um into my addiction and i had just quit it would be a completely different story but since i had kind of already backed off a little um and you know i i think that's what helped too is that i did kind of slowly kick it you know but if it was all at once i there's just no way because it was hard enough for me um in fact i heard um a lot of times like you listen to podcasts especially people like oh i'm so happy so grateful and you know like this is the best decision and they're like a month or two away from it you know and i'm Mm -hmm. like that is not what it is like like this is not (laughs) this is not fun this is not i am not happy you know what i mean like what is wrong with me and um i even like heard uh uh brooke chat you know chad from 
three or seven, like his wife, because, um, you know, I listened to the podcast. So I didn't realize that she, um, uh, and I talked to her too, so I don't think she'd mind me talking mm-hmm. um, about her and she kind of knows what's up with me. But um, that I remember hearing her on one of the podcasts and she was saying how like after she got sober, she like looked around and she's like, this is life, you know, like this is and like that resonated with me like so much because that's exactly how I felt. Like mm-hmm. finally somebody like said like it's not all like sunshine and rainbows. That's you right. Know? It's not so, Eden. Right. That's what my sponsor right, says right. to me. This is not Eden. Yeah. Yes. The 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 biggest thing for me was after for months, not long after the beginning, <clears throat> just sitting around like crawling out of my skin. Like, yeah. what am I supposed mm-hmm. to do with all of this right. time? Yeah. What am, what am I? <laughs> su- what, yeah. what am I supposed to be doing and just getting ill as uh-huh. a dad blasted rattlesnake mm-hmm. about it, son? Just yeah. being ill and just sitting there wallering in it. Yeah. Until finally and, um, I didn't. Sometimes it's like, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just going to get, it's like 7 o'clock and I'm just like, I'm just ready to go to bed. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, yeah. Well, you know, it's. I don't want to say you're going to feel this way. It's, you know, my sponsor says something to me all the time and I and I swear it's so true. <laughs> but, you know, you don't want to hear it at the time. It's like I come to her and she's like, you know, more will be, more will be revealed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I used to think, I don't like that. I need it to be revealed right now, <laughs> you know. Right. And and the process is the process, yeah. you know. Yeah. For you know, sure. God takes me. You know, God takes me through this still. Like, let me. It's really weird. So it's like for me, I picture it like my sobriety as a process inside of a bigger process, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my life is a process. Like, we're never Mm -hmm. finished with who we're supposed to be. And all of the little things that happen to us in the middle of that, in the middle of our life on this timeline, you know, in the bigger process is that. So, I had to, you know, in the meetings they say it takes what it takes. You know, Mm -hmm. it takes what it takes sometimes. And And that process for me is still happening, and mm-hmm. and I can still just, I mean, just in the last couple of months, just have things happen and go, holy smokes. Like, mm-hmm. like I literally see things that I didn't see before. Right. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like, it's, yeah. like it's totally different from where I was, you know, six months ago or where I was a year ago. I mean, like where I was three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but God has a way of just showing us exactly what we need to see when we need to see it mm-hmm. right <clears throat> you know yeah. and and the more sober i get um i have the ability to be where my feet are i have the ability to actually see what's happening around me um and that's a gift that right. i de- that i that i took advantage of for a very long time mm-hmm. i don't know where i was going with that but I don't either. I don't know. But I agree, but I agree with all of it. I, I mean, do too. I don't know, y'all. I just, you know, I just like jumped down a rabbit hole or something. I don't know. So, so was there any specific time from November uh, of 2020 on up to this point to where you could consciously say, okay, this is definitely getting better? Was there any specific moment or did you just open your eyes and feel better? Uh, was it, you know, g- going to God? Was there any specific time where you felt, because I can tell in your talking right now, you don't feel that way now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what, what specifically, or maybe it wasn't, like I said, maybe you just all of a sudden felt better. Um, um, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I would probably say it was during the summer, um, last summer, probably around July, August, where um, <clears throat> I just started just really like and just my perspective was different I think I started um just really feeling better I mean I don't even know what else to say it was just um were you doing were you doing anything different were you journaling or praying or running more or because I know that's really super therapeutic for runners so I think you yeah. said that, Joe, that you have a lot of prayer Absolutely. time it's, it's when not, you're... It's, you can't even explain it. And that, this is coming mm-hmm. from a, a person who'd never run before. And once I started doing it, I was like, what? What in the world's up? No. Then I'm like, 
oh, this is why these jokers run. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's like instant. Like it's, um, well, I, I had hurt my knee last April, so I wasn't running as much. Um, in fact, up until like September, October, I I didn't really run much until then because of my knee. But um, but just even just to get out, I mean, walking anything is just. I can tell if I don't like run for a few days or a week or whatever, I. I just feel down, you know, like it definitely um, changes my mood. But um, I I did start going, um, I started like going to like therapy again, Mm -hmm. um, which I had put off for a while. And I think that helped. And then um, I did also, I'll I'll share this one as well. Um, I started taking um, like, uh, like antidepressant again, Mm -hmm. and um, which I fought that for a long time. But I, I think that I definitely needed that. Um, and that was probably about the same time that I started feeling a lot better. So, um, and like my, uh, therapist said, or my doctor said, um, that my dopamine was probably just so depleted, you know, that Mm -hmm. I just, I really needed like something to like get back to get me back up to that level. And I think that, that, that was just a game changer. I just wish I didn't fight it for so long because it really did help me. Um, along with, medicate or the running and you know just being active um so that i'd say all of that um really started to it shifted for me big time during the summer sure um and now i'm just okay so you and i chatted a little bit about um where you are with your faith and how Mm you've kind of had a little bit of tug and war on, on what your will is and what God's will is and and kind of where you see yourself and where you think he sees you and um I was wondering if you would want to share a little bit about how this process has gone with your faith as well. Sure. Um so I mean I did grow up in church um every Sunday. Um I grew up um uh, Catholic, so I was very, very mm-hmm. much in church um, for, I mean, my whole life. In fact, um, it's kind of a joke that, like, I always wanted to, like, be a nun because <laughs> I looked up to our uh, sister that was in our parish for a long time, and um, my husband thinks that's hilarious. But then, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, th- I mean, that was my plan, and then um, just, just, I, I was talking to my sister and I told her that a few weeks ago and she's like, I always felt the same way too. Which is <laughs> funny that she said that. But anyway, so, um, I mean, I, I, um, really grew up, um, in a, with faith, you know, and then, um, I think as I got more into, you know, my drinking and all that, um, Sundays were like, nope, you know, I, I'm not going to mm-hmm. get early Sunday. And then it just kind of went out the window. But, um, I, I, you know, I've had some things happen in my life where it was like I really had a question like why would this happen why would he let this happen you know so I I was angry for a while because of some things and um so I think over the past uh six or seven months um I've really been um getting back into you know the praying and the um I, I think I was just so like ashamed and like had so much guilt and I put this huge wall up because um I just kind of felt like I was shaming myself but I think it was more like I felt like God was shaming me you know what I mean Uh like does that make sense so it was like hard it was hard it's been a little hard for me to like reconnect but um I know like I saw something the other day that on Instagram and it was talking about how um you know you shouldn't judge judge yourself because you know god forget forgives you and then i was like wow that's like so powerful because that's exactly what i've been doing you know i've Mm -hmm. really been like judging myself as if you know it was like god's eyes so i just i've kind of had a shift since then um so you know trying to like get back it's a process like i said before and it's it comes up for me in waves of willingness Mm-hmm. you know yeah. and 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 i do work a program so it's a little different and and joseph you your faith was a lot stronger than mine um on the front end um which i was completely amazed by being able to have a direct connection 
and and I just didn't feel like I could right like for me it was like I had faith too but I couldn't I couldn't connect like you said Kelly I couldn't connect and I, I found that um, you know later on and I, I find that when I when I'm in meetings too like I hear I hear from God in other alcoholics which is pretty funny um, you know but it is it is something that you know, my sponsor says, she says all kinds of things, but the little things that I take, and that is just praying for willingness. Right. You know, if I don't, if I don't understand or if I, you know, the shame and the guilt and the I'm not good enough carried mm-hmm. me, or I carried it, I should say, for a right. really long time that I was not worth anything. And right. for whatever, you know, and it's not that I didn't think, it's not that I thought that God didn't love me or didn't, wasn't great. It was just, I wasn't good enough for him to, to mm-hmm. be great for me. So right. it was really weird. It was like, I had this faith that he could do great things for other people, just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't really like a direct relationship as much as it was, I don't know, something kind of weird, but... The more yeah. that I pray for willingness for that, you know, he shows up, mm-hmm. which yeah. is pretty cool. Absolutely. So. There's, yeah. There's no matter what we're doing, whether we perceive it as hard or easy or bad or mm-hmm. good, there is blessings in and of the process. You know, when you when I try to wrap my mind around the goal of being sober, man, that's that's an everyday gig. Yeah. Regardless, mm-hmm. regardless, if you open your eyes in the morning and thank the Lord that you're here, and you don't think about drinking, or regardless whether or not you open your eyes and that's the first thing you think about to drink, mm-hmm. that whole day is about to be a blessing in the whole process of everything else. Yeah. And the it's, gratitude. You know, it's easy to get into where all I'm doing is trying to be sober, but that's not all we're doing. We have mm-hmm. to be sober to be able to do anything else. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, gratitude is a big key, right? Yeah. So it's really hard to be thank. I mean, like, like when I'm in 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 and of myself, we talk about all the time. Our will, my self will run riot. If I can't, if I get into a place where I'm selfish or in self pity or poor me or whatever, which has happens a lot. Let's be clear, but you know. If I can find the things that I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. and I never thought of that, like, mm-hmm. like it practically, like when people when I go to meetings and they're like, "Did you make your gratitude list?" and I'm like, "That's weird." I remember when I t- I talked yeah. with you, Joe and I talked about making gratitude list. He was like, "This is weird," <laughs> and I'm like, "But it cha- But it literally, it's like a practical way to shift your focus mm-hmm. to something else." Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, and yeah. that's and I do that and that, you know, that helps me get connected sometimes too. Yeah, because um I know like a lot of times I catch myself focusing on like so much bad and mm-hmm. then it's like it's not all bad. Like there were good things, you know, that happened and excuse me i know um in fact i just said this to somebody the other day because they went camping and she all she did was tell me about all the bad stuff that happened yeah and i'm like and i told her i said there had to have been some good things you know i'm like think about like the good things it couldn't have been all bad yeah this happened and this happened and this happened but you know there had to have been some good Mm -hmm. right and then she's like yeah i guess you're right there was some good you know so um i don't know i I, in fact, saying that to her kind of surprised me because that was <laughs> that was definitely not something I ever was. Yeah, see, you, I, know. you know that 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 began for me in my sobriety too, like mm-hmm. being able to see and God's work, or being able to say, ah, you know that there's something good that that mm-hmm. went on, or there's something good that's going on here, other mm-hmm. other than just what we perceive as just being the most awful thing in the world. Well, that's right. Mm-hmm. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens yeah. by mistake but, but in God's when, world. But when I was drinking, oh, I could see all the bad. And I, mm-hmm. could, I could pitch a fit with the best of them, son, mm-hmm. and explain just how <laughs> bad it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Kelly, you said that you did end up going to meetings. Are you going to meetings regularly now? What are you doing now? Because you're at what? Uh, November, so you're little. So what are you at? 15, 16 months? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, I, I will say that um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm really am glad that I started going to meetings because I met others, you know, of course, many other sober people because I really had never met any in real life. Um, so that was really cool. And, um, I, I really wished I would have gone sooner, honestly, because I just wonder like how it, I just feel like my whole like journey, like how different would it have been you know like would i have been so angry for the first six months and so you know i do like encourage people now especially you know a few people i've talked to that um kind of know and you know they have questions for me and i'm like you know go don't just just go you know don't be scared Mm -hmm. there's nothing to be scared about just just go because it will it will help you so um, so you were able yeah. to overcome all the fears about the, and now do you go to a meeting that's locally in your, in, in mm-hmm. Keystone Heights? Yep. <laughs> in Keystone Heights. Yeah, I do. Nice. Um, I got over the fear of whether people are going to be there that I know or, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Um, so, um, uh, turns out there was nobody there that I knew and, um, I've met some really cool, cool people. So, um, in fact, the one of the girls, she's like my age and lives fairly close and everything. So it was nice. pretty, yeah, it was, it was kind of eye opener, you know, that, okay, I'm not, I'm not alone in this world. <laughs> so with, you are definitely yeah. not alone. Abs- absolutely not. And in talking about before you went to the meeting, you know, and maybe having some, some wishes of doing it earlier and it may not have been as bad and you may not have been as angry, but that's now you're blessed with that opportunity to share that experience if somebody may have a question for kelly i don't know if a meeting's right for me well let mm-hmm. me tell you my experience when i wasn't going for a meeting mm-hmm. that's right and right. God, god will use that for the good too and so yeah. there's you know, a big opportunity there to serve to help i um, totally agree so you was running while you were drinking too Did oh I hear? yes okay so what <laughs> what was you like was you just running just to pacify time was you trying to stay in shape was and it versus now now you're sober are you hitting mm-hmm. races i mean what 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 was up with the differences there and what's going on um so when i was 17 i was diagnosed with uh, diabetes so um i really had to change the way i ate and everything then um so um, a few years ago, I went to the doctor, and she was like, because I've always been pretty in control of my numbers and all of that, um, but uh, after I had kids, I had gained back a bunch of weight, and, you know, just everything was out of control, so she was like, you know, your numbers are not good, um, we got to get this back down, so um, it was tw- summer of 2018, um, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start walking again, um, so I started walking, um and then I did like my first 5k during that summer um and it just kind of took off from there my my dad's like a triathlete he does like Ironmans and all that and my brothers so I've always always kind of been you know interested in that um but now um yeah I've done all kinds of races I just did a 15k a few weeks ago in fact with my dad and my sister um and I have race next weekend and um i have my first trail race in may which is will also be like my first half marathon so i'm pretty excited um about that but it's definitely definitely keeping me going so a lot of it is for health also because you know i've uh, for my diabetes but um but it does so much more for me so runners are weird she's not working out jesse she's training (laughs) because she has goals yeah, because she's going to the proving ground, and she's like, "Oh yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, I'm excited about that." So what what troop are you? What what troop is that? Is it uh, troop four? Troop four. So yeah. do you know that I was troop three? I did see that. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> you, so yeah. when when is it? Jesse told me I forgot. It's April something. Uh, it's- the last weekend of April. The last weekend so. of April. Mm-hmm. So it'll be warming up a, a good bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Training. You better, be, yes. Joseph's going to give you a big old lecture about how you need to be trained. Well, <laughs> if I can give yeah, any, tell me, tell well, me. if I can give you any advice for the proven grounds, because I can't tell her what it's going to be that'll ruin her experience. I know you can't tell her. Um, is 
that when you get there, put your phone up mm-hmm. and just be present. Enjoy the fellowship with the people that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. But when you're out on mission, be present. Y'all will have plenty of time to talk when you get back home and y'all are messaging, hey, this is Kelly and I'm back home. And <laughs> y'all will have plenty of time. You can't pretend to be her like you pretend to be me. <laughs> y'all, y'all will have plenty of time to talk about your kids and work and what you got coming up next. The, that wasn't really yeah, advice. I'm not done. I mean, what is happening? Listen, the value, <laughs> the value in being present in that environment mm-hmm. To me, is that's the key factor. That is the number one thing, is to be present. Wow, a hundred percent. I feel like that's terrible advice. And and just I thought you were gonna be like you know, make sure you you know I don't know you like yeah, sure John you Gardena, like make sure you can do seven hundred pushups well, in have, one day. Jesse, I have the mind of a, somebody who trains. Get out of here with yeah. that. But no, you're gonna love it. You're gonna you're gonna have an awesome time. Seriously, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited and like so grateful that I'm getting the opportunity to go. So, but be, I'm telling you, be, be present. present. That's the number one thing, <laughs> and and just well, kick that thing in the mouth. Yeah, well, if there's one thing that I've learned, it's like I was not present for a very long time. So right. I have um, yeah. definitely take that into consideration with every, almost everything I do now. So. Is there anything, Kelly? See, I, I like talking to these people that are. are these sim- people? Wow. <laughs> Kelly, now all of a sudden she's these people. <laughs> You're one of those people, Je- uh, Kelly. <laughs> well, that that is early on like us because now there's extreme value, a lot of value in people that have 10, 15, 20, however many years sobri- sobriety. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. There is, but like, being in the process of getting this booger as locked in as possible, talking to these people. Wow. That's that's what gets me the best. Really? It's like, yeah, the early on, the, the yeah. right here, the same place. Where some of the stuff she talked about, I'm, I'm telling you, I was like, whoa, because, yeah, for real, we ain't going home. We're staying here. We're drinking air bit of this beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that's right. Yeah. I, I, th- I think there's... For me, yeah, per, for lots I'm, of people, I'm, I'm sure. being selfish. For me, <laughs> you know, that's where the value is. Awesome. Well, Kelly, give us what would you tell somebody right now who is in the same position? They're thinking about slowing down drinking. Maybe they're noticing they got a problem. Maybe somebody said something to them. What What is your perspective on maybe something they should hear or should look at? Um, well, I was just telling that, um, you know, there's definitely like it, there's such a better way, you know, like, uh, sorry, my cat is like, <laughs> just woke up and now he's trying to knock everything over. That Jesse, um, Jesse does that here. She knocks it's everything. It's fine. It's fine. You're totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, you know, I just tell him like, really like, look, look at their, um, you know, look at their situation. Like, why, why do you feel the need? to do this are you masking something are you mm-hmm. um you know ha- yeah having kids is hard life is hard but um your problems will still be there tomorrow whether you think you're going to drink them away tonight or not it's not going to work like mm-hmm. it's still going to be there tomorrow you're still going to have to deal with it um that that's probably like one of the biggest things in fact i did i just told somebody that the other day um you know it's just it's it's just not worth it you know um be present for your kids you know they're they're going to remember um all those times that you were still in bed at 10 o'clock on a saturday or um you're trying to like hurry them along like they they'll remember that and um especially like my daughter she's 10 and she you know she makes comments here and there and it's like oh my gosh you know so um you know they pay attention they watch you so um it's just important for me to show my kids that you know you don't need you don't need that to get through life um just need to to be there for them i guess that's, that's the main right. thing that's i don't know right. that's it i think that was really good that's true you know and 
you don't have to do this alone you know Absolutely. but I, I have to say i mean uh, there's power in that kelly podcast and in podcasts and podcasts and you're like i'm gonna figure this out and mm -hmm. there's nobody mm -hmm. but you and and you did you found a way so kudos for that but i'm glad you Thank have you. a network now so that's really important and other people need to know that they have an option too absolutely mm -hmm. right so. well i guess we're gonna wrap this booger up kelly i really okay. appreciate you coming on here and sharing some of me your too. story yeah we, thanks uh, for having me we'll, we'll have to do an update on miss kelly whenever miss kelly feels like doing an update whenever she wants to come back yeah just, yeah, just after, after the proving ground so yeah. you can tell all about it oh that'd be yeah. pretty awesome when you get home yeah. and for for me doing those i did the basic course and the proving ground it took me a while to get reiterated back at the mm -hmm. house so if you yeah. if you feel like uh hitting jesse up and saying yo i want to talk a little bit do it anytime okay that's right it, good. it'd be our pleasure that's right it was great okay. kelly thank you thank you thank you yeah of course thank you guys all righty we'll talk to you later kelly okay all, all right, right. Bye. bye awesome she was an awesome guest was she not she was she got you in your feels there for a minute man she, when she was talking about memories <laughs> are you gonna sit there and drink are you not gonna <laughs> drink that and when she was talking about um we don't have to leave yet we can mm -hmm. man i can i cannot tell you the storm of memories that flooded my mind <laughs> of the kids laying somewhere at somebody's house or at the barn asleep on the floor with their head down on the tractor asleep and daddy's just over there just that's right just hank williams jr in it son just <laughs> <laughs> shutting the club down <laughs> shutting the club down holy smokes yeah i won't never forget that wow it's rough such a moron oh my god we did some dumb stuff yeah i still do dumb stuff i'm really glad she decided oh to come i forgot on. to ask her a question what if you want to call her back if they have <laughs> <laughs> if where she's at if they got osceola turkeys down there wow i'm gonna need you to send her a message on instagram because uh, don't nobody care about you're the, that you're the instagram head oh my kelly god. when you listen to this podcast you're going to hear this. Do y'all have Osceola turkeys where you're at? And if you do, please set me up with the Osceola turkey hunt down there. In Keystone Heights. I, I guess I could look it up on the map and figure it out myself. <laughs> I mean, if you could, for sure. I'm just saying. It was great. Well, all right, then. We are off the elevator podcast. Oh, my with, God. Did we even say that? I don't, I don't know if I did or not. Oh. Slacking. I feel like I'm going to spank you in some rummy here shortly. Oh, my Lord. I done broke the cards out. Yeah, right. If Let's you, do this. We, uh, are, we are calling it good. Calling it good. Holla. Well, holla, y'all. <laughs>